0: Hello, welcome to This Week in the Atlantic Coast Conference, the podcast for allsportsdiscussion.com. This is Jeff, one of your co-hosts, and you can follow me on Twitter at TalkinACC Sports. The podcast moderator is Matthew, and you can follow him at Smash underscore ASD. Uh, right now, I'm going to
1: Matthew
0: turn it over to Matthew from, Matthew. from our sponsor.
1: Okay, one moment. Hey Wayne, can you? How you doing, buddy? Can you you mind do it? Put yourself on mute for just a moment. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. And then, and then, you know, the way it works here, if we can have people on mute when they're when they're when they're not speaking, that'd be great. And we'll move on here. So this is really good here, man. We got a podcast that is sponsored by Main Street Pharmacy in Blacksburg, Virginia. Their address is 301 South Main Street, Suite 107, Blacksburg, Virginia, 24060. And you can follow Main Street Pharmacy on Twitter at, at Main Street Farm. That's at Main Street Farm. This week, and I've been looking forward to this for a while, we've got an awesome guest in Wayne Kent, Virginia Tech alumnus with us. You can follow Wayne on Twitter at 92Hokey. Wayne, you can take yourself off mute, my friend. Welcome to the All Sports Discussion ACC Podcast, my friend. Tell us about yourself. The floor is yours.
2: Most time, people like to leave me on mute, so I appreciate you guys giving me the <laughs> chance to talk here. Uh, you know, I'm a '92 I'm a uh, graduate, so I'm an old man, uh, a little older than you, I believe, Matthew, if I remember correctly. But you know, we're right the same age in the old metal years. Yes. So, uh Graduated, graduated in 1992, uh, hotel and restaurant management at the time, which was not in the business school, but it is now. Uh, so I take credit for I graduated from a business school, even though I really didn't. <laughs> so, um, I'm not in that industry anymore. I'm in the, uh, I'm in the insurance industry. Uh, I'm a am a manager of, uh, claims. So I handle your injuries out there. So don't boo me. I don't sell, I don't sell insurance. I just handle and try to help you out when you get hurt. So uh, but a big sports fan, been a big sports fan for years. Um, you know, a little known fact that uh, you know even Matthew probably doesn't doesn't know is that I was at the ACC tournament right when COVID hit two two years ago. So I was all excited, all pumped up, watched uh, Virginia Tech play UNC, and then it stopped. <laughs> so uh, you know, I was there, and that was it. So anyway, very cool, man.
1: Very cool, man. So let's let's just. Let's talk about the history of the ACC tournament here in general, man. I mean, what do you? What are your thoughts on having the ACC tournament in Brooklyn, New York City? Matt?
2: Well, you know, it it hurts me from a from a Southern ACC fan. Uh, it hurts me in that regard. However, you know, I understand out of fairness, you've got Syracuse, you've got Pittsburgh in the league now, you've got Boston College you know it really isn't fair to always have it in greensboro which is my preference of all of all the all the venues that i've seen i i think they put on the best show um it's it's uh you know more of a neutral site to most of the uh um acc and easy easy access to most of the teams there but especially this year it was tough because uh the northern teams weren't as effective the only team that was uh you know, competitive this year. I want to say was really uh, Syracuse, and they had their ups and downs this year. So, you know, fan support. I'm sure I didn't see what it was in the latter games, but at the beginning, it just it didn't have the same feel. Even watching it on TV, that it normally does because fans are big supporters of the ACC tournament, and it's it's hard to do, especially uh, in New York, for those fans in the South to get up there and support it due to costs due to uh you know still covid's an effect and uh you know it's it's it, I prefer it to be in the south from from my perspective but I also understand the reasoning and and what they did
1: that's a very good point wayne and I will tell you I do love myself I love having it in washington dc just because it seems like this is a bread basket of uh of ACC alumni, you've got people like you come to Washington, DC. You not only see people from every state in the United States, you see people from, you know, countries around the world. And similarly, you're going to see ACC alumni from just around the conference in Washington, DC. And there's also a really hot, uh, large alumni base really from both the Commonwealth schools, right, right from the university of Virginia and from Virginia tech. And every time the ACC tournament has been in, uh, Washington DC it's sold out so I just I, I'm going to ask you a follow-up there you know are you support do you think the do you think the the DC area is a good place to have the ACC tournament because it is gonna it is coming back here again pretty soon uh, just to follow
2: No, I think that's I, – I think D.C. and New York, you know, are, are completely different areas other than they are expensive areas to live, but I don't think D.C. is necessarily an expensive area to visit, and it's also an easy area. You know, you've got UVA who can go right up the road there uh, very easily. Pittsburgh is very close. I, I believe, you know, the only schools that are going to have a little trouble getting there uh, from the north are going to be Syracuse and uh, uh, Boston College, obviously. Uh, you've got your Florida schools obviously that have to come a long ways as well but uh, you know I believe DC DC is fair is, is more of a fair spot than going one extreme or the other that being either Florida or New York hitting the the, the two extremes of, of uh, the East Coast I think you want to kind of keep it as central as you can would be my thought but you know a a money talks and everybody wants to rotate it and get their piece of the pie <laughs>
1: All right, buddy? Jeff.
0: All right, thank you, Matthew. Uh, just, just a thought. Um, what you guys were saying uh, on the ACC tournament, I, I think that that was a really <clears throat> that was a really good point that that um, Wayne brought up about it being centralized. Because I mean, thus far, I haven't really seen. Um, I mean, where, where's the benefit been of having it in? In, in Brooklyn at, at, at this time, I mean, I really haven't, uh, you know, I haven't really seen it. You know, I haven't heard any high school recruits saying, yeah, I've, I'm going to an ACC school because they're going to have the ACC tournament in in Brooklyn and I'm not saying that it shouldn't ever be there, but uh, I, I'm definitely on board with, with the more centralized rotation. Um, you know, if we if just kind of went Atlanta, Charlotte, Greensboro, D.C., and and pretty much made that the rotation with a one-off in florida or 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 new york every once in a while uh, i would be fine with that um wayne uh let's get into the acc tournament here Uh, which acc team was the most disappointing uh this weekend
2: well you know as a virginia tech alumnus it, it it makes makes it easy for me to say however you know, for the ACC, I wanted to see this, this happen. I thought Virginia underperformed. I thought they're, uh, you know, I thought they had an opportunity. Uh, it presented to them similar to what Virginia Tech had in front of them to make a statement and get back in, in it where they started the season slowly and, and and kind of built momentum at the end. And then, uh, you know, the score, you know, like they did and against North Carolina, not, dissing North Carolina because North Carolina is a good team, but, you know, they've beaten North Carolina, uh, m- you know, many times in a row up through this year. And the fact that they only scored, I believe it was like 42, 43 points. And they had, uh well, I think it was below 20 at half, wasn't it? Uh, You know, I thought that was disappointing.
0: All right. And to the, to the other side of the coin. And I'm pretty sure I I know where you're going to go with this one. Uh, who was the most impressive ACC team in the ACC tournament?
2: Uh, obviously I'm biased on that, but I don't think anybody would even disagree with me on this, this term. Uh, you know, Virginia tech was the most impressive, uh, as they built momentum, not only beating the three seed, the two seed and the one seed, of course, it took an overtime a miracle shot to get there. But once they did, uh, they kind of handled business and handled it pretty effectively. They got stronger as the tournament went along, whereas most people really thought they were going to get weaker. But you know, they looked like they could have played two or three more games, to be honest, in a row.
0: Yeah, I, I think when when you know as time goes by, this will be looked at as one of the the great runs in an ACC tournament by by any team. Uh, yeah, Virginia Tech was just was just outstanding the entire weekend. Uh, Okay, Matthew's got a a follow-up on uh, the most disappointing team.
1: Yeah, I mean, okay, it's Virginia Tech did awesome. And everything that Wayne and you said, Jeff, are absolutely correct. I mean, I think, I thought that was an extraordinary run that Virginia Tech had. I mean, here you have uh, you here you have a team that if they don't hit a buzzer shot against Clemson if you don't have Darius Maddox hit that buzzer shot against Clemson they're out of the tournament and they're they're in the national invitational tournament and then they went on and beat the other teams beat the number 2 team beat the number 3 team and beat the number 1 team and each time Virginia Tech beat each of those teams by a higher a progressively higher margin and number of points and so what Wayne and you said I absolutely agree with, but I also will say that I thought Duke disappeared in the second half of that game against Virginia Tech. That's the first thing I'll say. The second thing, if we're if we're looking, you know, fully at the you know at the entire ACC tournament, right? We're looking at the uh, just to be you know fair. Fair, we're looking at the entire ACC tournament. Let me go back through here and just talk to look at a couple of things here on the schedule because I thought <clears throat> I thought seeing NC State take an L to Boston College. Now I'll be fair, right? Boston College is. Uh, I'm sorry, they didn't lose to Boston College. I apologize for that. I, I apologize to that. Um, was it? It wasn't Boston College. Who did? Uh, and NC State, NC State lost to Clemson, which which probably wasn't wasn't great great. But I also thought that, you know, that they had they. <laughs> I, I guess I felt I, I felt like it was kind of a lifeless performance from NC State, and and I, I, we see a lot of those this year. I'm not taking any way anything away from Clemson, Jeff here, or or, or Wayne or uh, Wayne or Jeff, but. I, I have been thoroughly disappointed with the Wolfpack this year. I thought that they would be a lot better than they were. And they just totally flame, flamed out. And I, I was disappoint- I was extremely disappointed with that performance. And I'm just going to leave it at that. I mean, am I, am, I, am I out of bounds by saying that? Because I think Kevin Keats moves himself to the top of the ACC's hot seat for, co- for coaching next year. Just like Jeff Collins is at the top of the heap for ACC football next year for, for Georgia Tech, I, I would just like to get your thoughts on that. I, I guess we can go, with, go to you first, Jeff, because I did talk about Clemson a little bit there, but I and Clemson has, you know, I'll be fair, has progressively played better over the, you know, over the last couple of games. But I was just, I was disappointed with the level of effort from NC.
0: Yeah, I think with, with, with NC State and it is also uh, with with Pitt uh, basketball, I mean, these are two Jeff Capel and Kevin Keats are both returning next year, and uh, I, I really don't understand why either one of them are back. Uh, <laughs> you know, I don't understand the, the thought process, uh, you know, especially at Pitt. I mean, um, you know, Capel's been there even, I think, longer than Keats has, and I mean, both just you know, came out with flat performances, you know, in the second half, especially Boston College, you know, just, just blew away. Uh, Pittsburgh won that game by 20, uh, even though the cosmetically NC State Clemson looked a little closer, you never felt at any time that uh, that NC State was going to win that game. And so, you know, and both those coaches are going to be back and and I, I I really don't understand it. I would have thought w- at least one of them was going to be uh, let go. I, I understand NC State lost Manny Bates, but I mean that that team is better than what they showed this year. Uh, I mean, you know, this most disappointing team in the ACC tournament, and you know, most disappointing team in the country. not a country. I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. But um, you know, most disappointing team in the ACC. And then also like what you hit upon with Duke, Matthew. Uh, you know, e- even though Duke managed to get to the finals, they didn't play well. I mean, if, if you were trying to look to see if Duke could use this as a catalyst, you know, into the NCAA tournament, I mean, the problems that have plagued them for weeks continue. They just don't defend. Um, I, I don't know. I think they ha- I think there's effort out there. And it's not because they're not athletic. But their footwork is just so bad. Their rotations are terrible. Um, I mean, they're they're caught off, out of position so often in, in in games that any any team that shoots reasonably well is going to be able to 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 knock them off right now. And I mean, you saw North Carolina the week before run them out of the gym. Uh, Virginia Tech in the second half of that game. I mean, that is a ridiculously talented team that just simply won't or can't play defense and they're not going to solve it in the NCAA tournament I don't we'll get into that a little bit but um, for me Duke was also a really disappointing team
1: I mean I'll I'll be fair I'll be fair I mean Virginia Tech that Virginia Tech played really well in the NCAA tournament and that night Virginia Tech looked like it was a top 20 basketball team and that's the way a lot of folks had Virginia Tech coming into the year, you know, so I'm not taking anything away from Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech played really well. And I'll also be fair, Virginia Tech's a hard offensive team to prepare for. And, you know, if you have a day to prepare for Virginia Tech with all the movement that Virginia Tech has in that offense, like it's so different from – it's so It's – I'm chuckling a little bit, but it's so different from the – the, uh, the Seth Greenberg era, which really valued defense, but it didn't really value offensive movement all that much. And Mike Young has such a good, uh, such, such a good off, offense, and it's, it's hard to prepare for that. And I will be interested to see how, how Texas prepares for that. But that's – you know, I, you know I, I wonder about NC State next year only because, like, folks like Duron Sebron, for example – all these folks are going to get I, – I think he's going to get in the portal. I just – I don't see him staying at NC State. And I know that he's from the 757. And I keep thinking to myself, Jeff, what if he transferred to Virginia Tech? No, I'm kidding. But, I mean, uh, but seriously, you know, I, all those folks are going to see – all those folks at NC State, the players there are going to see a coach. They're going to hear about a coach that's on the hot seat. And you're going to see a lot of the good ones hop in the portal, I think. I mean, that's just my personal opinion.
0: Hey, like you compared, uh, you know, Keats to to Jeff Collins and, you know, it was a, it's a mass exodus on on Georgia Tech's best football players out of there. They, you know, he's on the hot seat. And I, I don't really think you do your school a lot of favors to bring a coach back that's in, in that much trouble um, because the players are just going to transfer, like you said, so. Yeah, we'll we'll see if if they can have a, a fine a fine season next year. But uh, I feel like the the Keats era, the Capel era, you know, probably should have ended sooner than than later. What what are your thoughts on this so far, Wayne? Before we move to our next question,
2: you know, with NC State, you know, they have a uh, they have a tremendous history. anybody anybody who's an NC State fan is is very prideful, believes they should be. Uh, you know, I'm speaking on their behalf, but you know, believes they should be the North Carolinas and Dukes of the league. I remember the miracle shot. I remember all of that. I believe they had their coach, um, and it wasn't good enough. And he went to, uh, Arizona state. I believe that they had him. And ever since then, they've been trying to fill that void and, uh, they can't get back to that spot. So, um, you know, they, tr- they tried a few coaches, tried going back into history with Sidney Lowe and that was a disaster. And um kevin keats is a good coach I, I still believe he's a good coach i it's just maybe it's just not the fit i don't know but uh you know they're they're a team that you you just keep expecting to be there and be be a top four uh acc team and they just they're just not i don't know what's going on there but they always seem to have talent and length neither players are leaving early or players are leaving
0: all right Uh um... Yeah, as we as we uh, look forward to the NCAA tournament, Wayne, uh, which ACC team is going to make an unexpected early exit from the NCAA tournament?
2: You know, I guess in this year, uh, a lot of people aren't thinking that if anybody loses, that it would be unexpected so much. You know, Duke's Duke's the only real high seed that we have here in the uh, NCAA tournament. Everyone else is what a ten seed or oh, actually, Carolina's an eight seed. I guess eight seed or higher. After that, I don't remember the last time uh, the ACC uh, had had such seeds, but, you know, Duke is sitting there. They have Cal State Fullerton in the first round. You would think they could win that, but are real interesting matchups in that second round. It's either Michigan State or Davidson. What if it's Davidson? That would be the question. And uh, what what would happen then? Because, once again, Davidson's, you know, known for their three-point shooting. They've always been. And, uh, you know, those big can can they match up and chase those guards around which is the same thing that Virginia Tech did so you know I don't know if if anybody would be unexpected to lose you know Miami has a has a date with USC but they're seven and ten seeds North Carolina's playing Marquette they're eight and nine uh, Virginia Techs 11 seeds, so they're expected to lose but I think most people are p- picking them to beat Texas uh, which in my book is good but um, and then, of course, you've got a play-in game right off the bat for North Notre Dame against Rutgers, uh, which could be tough. So, you know, the only team that you that that really would be unexpected to the world would be as if Duke lost in the second round, which is very possible to either Michigan State or Davidson. I think.
0: Yeah, d- definitely agree there on Duke. That's that's a very that's a very difficult second round matchup. E- either one of those and um and and we know as duke, as talented as duke is um they they're not hitting on all cylinders right now so um we'll have to see if they can try to put something together uh in in this in this tournament and make a run um and they're in that bracket out there with, with gonzaga so they're going to have a tough time to to get to the final 4 uh to the other side which ACC team, Wayne, do you think is going to, could make an unexpected run in the NCAA tournament?
2: Um, You know, my easy answer obviously would be Virginia Tech and, and seeing what they, they could have. But, you know, I, I believe it's going to be a tough for them to make a long run. But um, I don't know that it would be unexpected, but I still feel and have seen Miami, and I think that they are a good team when they're clicking on all cylinders. They're they're a hard matchup team because they have their 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 tall players are hitting long shots. Their point guard is an outstanding player. Um, they have some, you know, uh, you know. I think Laranega is a good coach, and I think he knows how to coach this time of year. So if they can get on a roll, I think they may be, uh, if you want to call it a surprise team, that would make a run. I think they would be the surprise team that can make the run. Um, I think Notre Dame is under-seeded by pl- doing a play-in game. I also noticed Virginia Tech at eleven seed. If they had not won the ACC tournament, I believe there would only been four four ACC schools, uh, which would have been tragic uh, in the in the tournament because Wake wasn't even in the first four out from what I saw. So, um, you know, I. I Carolina, Carolina. We all know Carolina. If they get on a run, they're a hard matchup matchup for anybody. Because if Baycott is on his game and is focused, uh, nobody can stop him. And if the three, if they're hitting threes, then you, you the inside outside game is tough. You just have to have a team that stays focused. And and sometimes I believe UNC la- lacks focus. All
0: right, very good, Wayne. Um, uh- Let's see, Matthew's got, got something uh, on these thoughts on questions, these last two questions. Uh, go ahead, Matthew.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought Wayne brought up a really good point on the unexpected early exit when he talked about Duke, and it, because I thought, I almost think in part that having, it would be sort of po- interesting to have Duke play Davidson, another team from North Carolina, in the potential second-round matchup. I, I thought that I mean because you know we always talk, always talk about that the NCAA you know sometimes tries to set up these matchups right made for TV type match, matchups and if somehow Davidson were be able to upset Michigan State they'd end up playing a team that Duke would probably absolutely never schedule during the year in state and I thought I thought that that I thought that was uh, pr- pretty interesting and I also thought Wayne brought up a good point about Miami I mean. They are basically running the Buzz Williams plan of attack at Miami with three a three guard lineup where they have guards that are like 23 and 24 years old. All three of the, these three, these three guards that they have at, at Miami are just incredibly productive, and that and if you have good guard play in the NCA tournament, you can make a run. And it would not surprise me to see Miami on the second weekend of the NCA tournament. And in fact, Wayne and Jeff, I was hoping that Virginia Tech was going to be the 10 seed in that in Greenville. That's where I wanted the Virginia Tech to be. That's where I, I'd be a little homer here right now, right? But I mean, I really thought Virginia Tech was going to be there and not this 11 versus Texas. Now, yeah, Texas, you know, like Wayne said, Texas, there's a lot of people out there saying that Texas probably isn't that thrilled to play Virginia Tech, but I really thought that Virginia Tech would be in Greenville, and I thought Jeff would, because Jeff has tickets uh, tickets uh, for the Greenville region. I thought I thought Jeff was going to see Virginia Tech in person that uh, that apparently is is not happening uh, happening here now. But shout out to you, Wayne, for some good insight there. We have- no
2: problem. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was interesting, and, and I you just knew that schedules were just chomping at the bit and kind of almost hoping that they beat uh, Michigan State. But but even if they don't, Michigan State and and Duke is a matchup that everyone wants to see. Coach K his last year against Izzo, you know, uh, you know it's kind of two friends, two buddies, kind of going against each other at the at the end of his career, and and who and almost who better to knock Coach K out would be the thought, I guess, in a way. Um, But, uh, you know, who knows?
0: All right, Wayne, Um, is is there an ACC team? Does an ACC team win the national title?
2: I think it'd really be tough. The the matchups would have to work out really well for everyone. You know, obviously, every team has shown major weaknesses this year. Um, and what they've got, you know, you know, Carolina. Uh, let's say they get past Marquette, they have Baylor in the next round. I mean, that's a team that has size. I mean, I think they have some injuries, which may, which may give them, which may give Carolina hope. But um, you know, that's a team that can, that may be able to kind of control Baycott, at least have enough people that that can absorb fouls. Whereas a lot of teams don't have that, so I think it would really be tough for Carolina to get through there. Uh, and even if they did, they could they may have to face UCLA uh, uh, if if things worked out down the road in the next round if they got past Baylor. Uh, you know, just looking down the road, just you know, slight predictions there. Um, you know, again, Miami Miami almost has the best draw of anybody here because if they if they get past USC in the first round, they have uh, Auburn in the next round, and Auburn is really showing some signs of weakness right now. And then they would perhaps get to Wisconsin, which is obviously a tough draw too, but uh, a team that I think is beatable. Uh, But Kansas is the one seed in that region, and you've got Iowa in that region too. And I think Iowa was completely underseeded at a five. Uh, You know, I, I imagine they're pretty upset at being a five seed in that region. Um, you know, and then when you look at Virginia tech, again, they're 11 seed, they've got to go through everyone again, which they just went through it. I think mentally, um, the team is tough. I think they're older. I think they have the skill and, and I want to be a homer, but I think Purdue is a really tough matchup for them in the next round. If they do somehow pull it off. And again, you've got Notre Dame who has to play an extra game to even get to Alabama. Um, in the first round, and you know, then then they then either they or Duke are gonna knock out each other if if they somehow match up with each other. So it only leaves really one team there. Um, you know, just adding it up, that's a long way of saying no. I'm trying to come up with a reason to to have hope for the ACC but I'm just not seeing it uh, unless you have, you know, if, if it's upset like crazy all over the place and somehow we have three or three teams in the ACC figure out a way to get into the sweet 16, all bets are off. But, you know, if, if it plays out pretty close to, to the seedings at all, then I think it's going to be a tough year for the ACC. But then again, I don't know who's going to win it this year. Some years you have a feel for about four teams that might win it this year hey pick pick out of a hat
0: yep yep exactly all right Matthew I'm gonna turn it over to you for the last couple questions on the podcast
1: Well first of all Wayne, I thought you had outstanding analysis there on on the ACC that was really good we need, we need to have you come back on the show again you're really good uh, I'll, I'll add one thing I'll, I'm gonna be a, a bit of a homer now Wayne and so you can tell me if I'm extremely homerish or not but I will say that Purdue did almost lose to NC State and Jeff and I both think that NC State should have won that game and that NC State threw that game down their leg. And you know so Purdue you're right that Purdue is a tough team and most you know I would say 98 times out of 100 they're maybe not that that maybe not that many times maybe not that many times 95 times out of 100 they're they're going to be a pretty st- strong matchup for the Hokies, but there is that I have that shade of doubt in my mind, Wayne, only because of what how I saw them play NC State this year. Who quite like I said wasn't that great, and that was when they didn't have Manny Bates in the lineup. And so, you know, if you give the Hokies if 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 you give the Hokies hope if they're if they're within a striking range in the first half, all bets are off. Right, Wayne?
2: From your lips, you know, <laughs> you know, Matthew, I would love, love for that to happen. And, and to be honest, if, if, if let's say, uh, let's play this out, let's, let's play it out. Let's be the homers that we, that we are. I'm sorry that we are. Uh, anyone who's listening, we, you know, I'm trying not to be that way uh, because I'm totally a Virginia Tech homer, but um, you know, Let's play it out. They beat they beat Texas. All right. Now they give Purdue a game and they pull that one out. Now it starts to open up after Purdue. You know because Purdue's a three seed, probably, and a lot of people would think maybe even should be a higher seed. Now it opens up with Kentucky maybe down the road. Um. And I and I watched Kentucky play against Texas A and M. And I think Virginia Tech and Texas A&M are similar in a lot of different ways other than the fact that they had the same coach. Um, I just think that they're scrappy teams, and uh, and, and uh, I just think, you know, I, I just think that they could, they can could win that game. Uh, you know, even I think they have a better chance of winning that game than a Purdue game, frankly, and a lot of people would probably disagree with me on that. And, again, you start to – now you've beaten the three seed and the two seed, and it's starting to look like the ACC tournament, isn't it?
1: I'm I'm not sold. I'm not sold by the way that Kentucky would beat Murray State. <laughs> Murray, Murray State's
2: uh, record that I saw. Uh, I don't know who they played. I know it's not it's not a, a, a power five conference, but uh, their record is uh, unbelievable. I don't care if you play community colleges to have the record that they did. I think they'd only was it two or. Three? I could be wrong. It wasn't very many games they'd lost. It was like two or four games max or something. Oh, yeah. So you start to win 30 games and it gets my attention, no matter who you are.
1: Amen, man, amen. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. All right, so let's move to the next topic. We're going to drop out of the ACC tournament here for a little – I should say the ACC and the NCAA tournament here for a little bit. We're going to talk some ACC football. Wayne, give us your thoughts on the ACC football coaching hires. There were several this year. Man, you
2: know, I thought I thought the ACC really has hit some home runs in the past few years. You look at look at the coastal look at the coastal division and the coaches that are there. Um, you know, uh, you know, obviously, no one knows with Virginia Tech what Brent Pry is going to bring. Uh, or Virginia's new coach is going to bring, but gosh, they're bringing excitement to their teams and, and you got to credit them, but you've got the Pitts, you got Pittsburgh's coach. You got crystal ball coming in to Miami, also bringing back a freshman quarterback. Um, you've got, I mean, just Clems- Clemson is Clemson. Uh, you know, I truly believe uh, the ACC is really getting some competitive coaches and uh, you know, it's uh, you know I'm pretty pretty psyched about the the future of the league that that was it was it's ironic that the basketball this was always considered a basketball league but I really think Virginia the uh, the ACC is about to turn a corner and, and be real competitive in football um, you know even though the NIL I thought was going to kind of beat beat it down uh, it's, I think I may have been wrong to to uh, predict that.
1: Very good, sir. Very good, sir. We got one more question here for you, Wayne. But th- this time it's it's open microphone time. You get to say whatever is on your mind here about the world of sports.
2: The world of sports. Well, you know, let's let's uh, you know it's it's ACC tournament time, as we all know. And uh, you know, I will say something that I've gotten into as well, and it's not just the men's ACC. Uh, the women's the women's ACC basketball, you know, it was a few years ago that you would watch it, and and it wasn't it it was hard to watch because it wasn't competitive. You had your Tennessees of the world, you had your um, Connecticut's who dominated forever, and now you 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 watch the women's game, and you know teams are upsetting teams left and right. They're playing competitive basketball. I mean, they're fast. And and they're and they're tall. I mean, I'm 6'4", and these girls are way taller than me now. So, you know, I wouldn't want to face face uh, some of these girls back when when I could actually move, much less play. They they are uh, unbelievable. And, and obviously, I'm a Virginia Tech homer, so I, I watch the team the team at home primarily. But that involves the ACC, and you have two number one ACC uh, seeds that just came out. You have Louisville and, and NC State who are number one seeds, you have Notre Dame who's in there. I don't know what their seeding was, but it was probably a two or a three and, uh, and Virginia tech who ended up being a five seed and North Carolina ended up being a five seed. So kind of the opposite of the uh, men's men's division and where they said it's down. The women are, are, uh, pretty dominant, uh, over, over basketball. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 we always knew it was a women's world. It, it's definitely a women's world in basketball right now. Um, so, uh, you know, that's – you know, I'm going to kind of turn it that way and go, go. It's, it's, it's exciting for, uh, for us to watch, watch that and uh, basketball, softball, all those sports that are finally getting in and uh, going in the ACC and kind of related to your podcast, uh, what, what we got to look forward to. But, um, but we, all, we all love football and, and uh, spring games are coming for everyone and, uh, you know, everyone's, everyone's undefeated. Uh, here as we approach April and so hopes are high so I'll leave it at that amen
1: brother amen Jeff you're up
0: uh yeah I wanted to you've seen all year that the ACC is down and what's wrong with ACC basketball and uh, you know I'm not going to sugarcoat it and and say it it wasn't that it it was a vintage year it it was down. there's no question about that, but even in a down year for the a c c and I've been saying this since mid December that the a c c was probably gonna get five bids, and that's exactly what happened they got they got five bids into the tournament, which is it's still not you know um you you know it's it's not the end of the world you know that's still decent for for the league. And and when you look going forward, I mean, just take a look at the recruiting rankings coming in for next year. Um, You know, Duke has the number one ranked class in the country. They have four five-star players coming to to Durham for for John Shire. Duke's going to be just fine. They're still going to be, you know, a top 10 team. Now, whether Shire can get them to play a little bit of defense is the question, but they're going to be extremely uh, talented. Uh, you know, Tony Bennett in, in a, in a down year for him, uh, they still were on the, on the, on the cusp of the, uh, the NCAA tournament before they, they slipped, slipped late. Um, but you know, he's going to turn that around. I, I almost guarantee they're going to win 25 games in one of the next two years. And he's got a top 10 class coming in. North Carolina has a top 15 class coming in. You know, you, Hubert Davis, uh, has really been able to recruit at North Carolina. They don't have quite a blue chipper coming in, but, uh, you know, they they got a a really highly ranked class coming into Notre Dame's got a great class coming in. Miami's got a, you know, a top 20 class Florida state with a top 20 class. We know what Mike Young's been able to do. He's knocked off four top 10 teams in the last three years and top 10 teams coached by, uh, you know, Tom Izzo, Jay Wright, uh, Tony Bennett, when he was in the top 10 and Mike Shashevsky. So, you know, Virginia tech's going to be, you know, a really quality basketball program. So, uh, you know, before we quite write quite right off the ACC is, is dead and buried. Um, you know, it has been a bit down here the last couple years, but um, I, what's the, what's the saying? The, the, the story of the, the demise has been greatly exaggerated. I think you'll see, you um, you know the the ACC started to pick back up, and and then you look at uh, what's happening in other parts of the the country, especially you know with Will Wade there at LSU, uh, you know arguably one of the the biggest cheaters in in college basketball, you know just ran wild there at LSU, and finally they they fired him, and I think that's been a part of what's you know caused the the ACC to struggle a bit, is you know just completely rampant cheating going on at some of these programs and, and LSU has been very good. And with him, you know, out of the way, it opens the door for, for, uh, for some of the recruits that have been going there. He's got two five stars coming there uh, that he had recruited. And I don't think that they'll continue to, uh, I'd be surprised if they uh, stay at LSU because they're going to get hammered down there at, at Baton Rouge. So you know, we'll, we'll, I think the ACC is going to be just fine over the long haul. Uh, you know, struggled the last couple of years, really. But, um, you know, just if, if, if five, if a five bid year is a down year, that's, that's really not too bad. And let's see what they do in the, in the tournament. Um, you know, like Wayne and, and, and you said, Matthew, the, the, the ACC has a, a lot of, you know, tough, tough matchups because they don't, only, only Duke really has a high seating, but, uh it, you know it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me to see a virginia tech or a miami pull off a couple of upsets that you wouldn't expect and if, and if duke gets right defensively um you know they they can make a they can make a lot of noise we saw early in the year when gonzaga was just mowing down on top 10 teams you know i know what i saw i saw a duke team that was talented enough to beat a gonzaga team that was just f- completely rolling at the time so uh, you know they they get themselves right defensively and and they're dangerous they're um, they're really capable of of making a deep run if they get right defensively though you know I'm not gonna hold my breath and say that they're gonna they're gonna get it if they if they can probably get to the second weekend that that might be a uh, as far as Duke can go but we know the talents there so let, let's just see how things go over the next couple years but I, I think you know you're gonna see the ACC be just just
1: fine. I agree. Let me add one thing on to what you said. Virginia Tech has a top 25 recruiting class coming in next year as well. It's eighth in the ACC. That's pretty crazy, right? Eighth in the ACC, but it's a top 25 recruiting class for men's basketball. I'm going to use my open mic to ask both of you guys some questions here on the first round of the NCAA tournament. So Wayne and Jeff, the floor is going to be yours, and just some quick answers when I I go through a couple of matchups here that I find that are very intriguing in the first round. So are you ready? Here we go. I'm going to start with you first. I'm going to start with you first, Wayne. Ohio State is playing Loyola of Chicago. Ohio State's the seventh seed. Loyola of Chicago is the 10th seed. I know Loyola of Chicago pretty well because they play my they played my friends my friend my friend Ben Jacobson is the coach at Northern Iowa and they played just three really difficult matchups this year. And I, quite frankly, they have a lot of players back from from their you know last couple of years you know last couple of years when they've made runs. And I'm I'm wondering, Wayne, who do you have winning on Ohio State and Loyola of Chicago if I were to ask you right now?
2: I have one. I have one question back to you. Is the sister still there? Is the sister still there? She's still, there. She's still there, man. She's still there. Loyola wins. Then I mean, you can't go against the sister. I mean, how can you do that? I mean, come on now. You know that was an easy one. You do a lot at me. By the way, Jeff, I, w- I wanted to say. I thought for sure when you were going to say, uh, I thought you were going to say the future's bright. You got to wear shades. I thought you were going eighties <laughs> tune
1: with right. the ACC. I thought it was going. <laughs> Jeff, who do you got? Ohio State or Loyola or Chicago?
0: Well, I mean, I know I know Ohio State uh didn't didn't really play that well coming down the stretch, but I I mean, on, on paper it, it's hard to bet against the Buckeyes in in that game. I mean, they they they're still a team that, you know, I I remember when they played against Duke, when and, and it kind of reminds me of the Duke Gonzaga game when they played Duke. You know, Duke, you, you know, went up there, and uh, and Ohio State when they when Duke was on a roll and they they just kind of wore down Duke physically in that second half and just um, that physical nature of of, of Ohio State, I, I think it's going to be too much for Loyola, but it it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me. Uh, It wouldn't shock me um, if Loyola could pull the upset because Ohio state, you know, they just, they just came out of a a big 10 tournament that saw them lose to Penn state. They lost to Michigan. They lost to Nebraska. Anybody that can lose to Nebraska is is, better, better be ready to go against Loyola of Chicago. But I mean, I, I can't quite pull call the upset, but Ohio state better be, they better play better than they have the last, Two or three weeks. Are they they're gonna have a short uh a short visit in the NCAA tournament?
1: Uh, Jeff, i just full disclosure, I'm taking loyal of Chicago. I've seen them play three times this year and they don't beat themselves. All right, I hear that. I am I am taking loyal of Chicago to win that game. Let's go to another game of interest. The dreaded five twelve game, Wayne. Iowa is taking on Commonwealth of Virginia team, the university of richmond who just really made a fabulous run through the atlantic 10 t- conference tournament i was pretty impressed with the brighters here who you got in this 512 game
2: wayne you know and, and and this is where my old age comes in because i remember richmond teams uh back in way back when <laughs> uh being uh, uh pulled off a surprise a long time ago uh back in the NCAA tournament i can't tell you the year but i do remember that from uh from back in back in the day, uh, but I'm not going to pick it here. I think again, I agree with what I've seen. Iowa scores; they score a ton, and they and Richmond. Richmond's good, and it took everything they had to win that game uh, today. I just I think Iowa's just too much. Uh, you know, I'm pulling for Richmond as a as a homer, but uh, Iowa, I think.
1: Sorry, Jeff. I was on mute. Who do you got?
0: Richmond or Iowa? No, I, I've got Iowa in that game. Uh, you know, it was a great run for for Richmond in their their conference tournament to get in, in into the, to the uh, big dance. But you know, like Wayne said, I think Iowa's actually actually underseeded a little bit, and uh, I, I don't think this is a good matchup for, for Richmond. This, this is not a five twelve uh, game that I I see an upset occurring.
1: Fair statement. Let's go to another game here. If another game here that I see here, and this is probably a, uh, I guess you could say a geographic Homer game for me because I'm from this area of the country. I'm from North Dakota, but I've seen South Dakota State play several times this year. They are playing Providence, and uh, South Dakota State. Basically, I you know I have to go back here and take a look at this here just for a moment here, but. They went 28 and four this year. 28 and four. I mean, they went 18 and 0 in the Summit League, and they won every game in their conference tournament. They basically have a bunch of guys that are Jeff O'Neill that are like, they're probably 23, 24 years old on this team. And it would not surprise me. I, I don't have the guts to pick it here now, but it would not surprise me. To see the Jackrabbits pull off a stunner against Providence, and I want to get your thoughts on that Wayne. <laughs> I want to get your thoughts on that. You know, they were
2: another one that their record kind of stood out. And I know you're, I know you're a Dakota guy. <laughs> you, you make that pretty clear. Uh, but uh, you know, I, uh, Providence. You know, the one thing that I uh, in in looking looking, if you look at uh, their record and their schedule. They win games close. And if you keep a team like South Dakota State close to you, uh, you know, the pressure starts to build. Everything starts – you know, the fans start to turn. And next thing you know, you've got your upset. Um, I'm not going to pick it here. I, you know, I don't – only because I've, I guess I probably haven't really watched South Dakota State. Again, their record impresses the heck out of me in Providence. Um you know, again, has had a lot of close victories. I think Providence might be a little overseeded in this case, um, so that may help. But uh, I'm gonna pick. I, I will. I'm, I'm gonna pick. Uh, I'm gonna pick Providence. But whatever the spread is, I would pick against it. I would. I would give South Dakota the spread, uh, assuming it's over one point, which I'm sure it is.
1: Well said. Well said, Jeff. Give me your thoughts on this bad
0: yeah, like like Wayne uh, Matthew, I'm, I'm going to take your word f- for f- take take your word on South Dakota State, um, but I- I've watched Providence play twice this year, and in the two games, if I was basing Providence on the two games that I watched him, I mean, I-, I think any quality NCAA tournament team has a shot to upset them, and you know, from what you said about South Dakota State, the two times I watched Providence play this year. Uh, they got boat raced both times and that was against virginia who we've seen like tons of times in the acc and creighton who just blew them out uh in the big east tournament and i watched the second half of that game and they were just run out of the gym and we know about virginia and i remember that game uh that was a virginia team that had just lost to navy and had struggled with a, a you know, a Georgia team that turned out to be awful, awful. And they, they lost to Providence. I mean, they beat Providence by 18. Uh, Providence had all kinds of issues with what Virginia was trying to do defensively. Um, so f- for me, that would that's enough to tell me, Hey, this team's got, got holes and in, in... I'm taking your word for it on South Dakota state. I'm not, I, I can't call that upset, but I feel much stronger about this 13-4 matchup being an upset than than a couple than
1: the 12-5 one we talked about. Fair enough. Fair enough. Wayne, let's go to another bracket here. Let's go to the West. Michigan State and Davidson. Who you got?
2: Oh, you had to go there because I talked about it earlier. Man, I think I don't know. I think that's going to be a good, I think that's really going to be a good game. And, and I, I think Michigan state has really struggled this year. Um, uh, you know, I think they've gotten a little better here at the end of the season, but they're not the normal uh, Tom Izzo uh, overpower you team. I mean, they're, they're, uh, you know, they're the seventh seed. They were a seventh seed in the big 10 and yet they're a seventh seed in the NCAA tournament. So um I, I'm going to pick the upset. Let's go with the upset. Let's go, Davidson. Let's go. Let's go with them right down the road here from where I'm at in uh, wonderful Roanoke, Virginia. So let's go. Let's go with them. And I had a I had one question before we got off. So when you guys, I got one one good ACC question. I forgot to ask you guys.
1: Okay. Okay. Uh, Jeff, who you got there? Who you got there in that game? Michigan State or? D-
0: I mean, we've seen it before you know Michigan state get get upset early especially when 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 Izzo doesn't have you know one of his his better teams and this has been a really inconsistent uh Michigan a Michigan state team I mean they you know they've had they've had good good moments I mean they knocked off Purdue but they've also been blown out by by Michigan they lost to Penn State they've they've kind of been all over the They've been all over the map, and I, I think that I think this is going to be, um, this is going to be a trendy upset pick in the first round, taking Davidson over Michigan State. I'm, you know, I'm never brave on calling these upsets, and I'm not brave enough to call it here. But this is going to be a really trendy pick, and and one of the games in in the Greenville regional. I, I love the 10-7 matchups in Greenville. I'm so pumped to see these games, to see Michigan State and Davidson and Miami and USC. I'm, I'm so pumped to see those games. I think they're both going to be really competitive, fun games.
1: You know, I was about to – I was, in fact, I was about to ask – that was my next question for Wayne, and I'm, we're going to go to Wayne here now because that's another question I was going to ask. Wayne, what do you think about Miami's matchup with USC?
2: You know, I, I wanted to do some research on USC. I think I think they were saying on uh, ESPN uh, before I ca- came on here. I think they were saying that USC is one of the tallest teams in the nation. Uh, do you got either one of you guys know about that? Um, that could create problems because Miami's, you know, normally is a is a really big team, but this year their big men are are kind of outside. They're they're not the physical. Uh, players that normally Miami has, so um, that that could be a really tough matchup for for Miami. But again, uh, let's let's go ACC, and again, you know, they're the one team I think that could make make a surprise run. So uh, Jim Laronega's done it with uh, George Mason. Let's do it with Miami.
1: You know, I I thought that was a good point. I mean, my my, my I've always thought that they look like they're playing the Buzz Williams sort of game at Miami this year with these three you know with this three guard lineup these experienced guards and sometimes i think that negates being a bigger a big team if you have really experienced effective guard play and i just i think there's a very good chance that they could upset USC in that in that first round jeff what what are your thoughts here
0: no i mean that that three guard matchup that miami has with wong mcgusty and more uh they can cause a lot of problems i mean the usc is 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 a talented basketball team but they're 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 inconsistent i think i think this is definitely a game miami uh can win you know if their guards are playing well and we've seen them when they're at when they're at their best i mean this this is a miami team that can cause a lot of problems um yeah, I'm. A, I'm going to take Miami in this game too.
1: Well done, well done. So Wayne, you said you had a question for us, man.
0: Uh, being
2: that uh, this is ACC, do you guys think that Wake Forest should have
0: been in?
1: Jeff, go ahead here, buddy.
0: I, I mean, when when they first lost that game. Um, Uh, I think to Boston college and in the ACC tournament, I thought that they would still be, be in, but when you start looking at the metrics of what Wake Forest had, it it just didn't, it just didn't look good. And as more upsets started occurring, you know, Virginia tech with their run um, uh, Davidson winning and, and then Texas A&M, who that's a if there was one team I think should have got in that got left out, you know, was Texas A&M. I mean, and you know they pulled ahead in that in that ranking. I mean, just more and more teams started pulling ahead. Um, yeah, I, I I think I think it was okay that Wake Forest was left out. They just they just didn't have enough they didn't have enough quality wins uh they had a they had a really nice record but that that season ending loss in the acc tournament losing to clemson um a couple weeks before uh it it was just a little bit too much to overcome
1: i agree with you jeff i have nothing to nothing else to add there wayne what are your thoughts
2: you know uh, You you know, I I thought, you know, and I I watched Wake Forest in person in the first game against Virginia Tech, and they dominated Virginia Tech, which was a surprise and kind of woke me up to, okay, where did this team come from? Uh, All these transfers uh, that Wake got an immediate response. You know, by the net rating, they're probably a team that could be in there, but their only quad one win was that Virginia Tech game. So if they want to go by this quad one, quad two, whatever it is stuff – and look at look at wins i think that's the problem is is wakes out of conference i just don't think their strength of schedule can pull pull it out and fading down the stretch even though they say that isn't a factor i think it matters i think i think you're coming in hot at the end of the year i think makes a statement i don't care what they say so they were not coming in hot so i don't necessarily disagree with it i just thought they're 13 and this to be left out in the ACC with a thirteen and seven regular season conference record, that's tough. Uh, but, uh, but I guess I understand in this season uh, that is uh, a season like no other. Uh, why?
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. Wayne, thanks so much for joining us on the All Sports Discussion ACC podcast. Thank you for coming on on such short notice. You're awesome. And we would love to have you come on the show again sometime. Thanks again, sir. Uh, I appreciate you guys' time and
2: giving, giving me a chance to run my mouth. So uh, yeah, I appreciate the time. I, I love talking sports. So uh, you guys are great. Thanks for uh, inviting me and uh, giving me a chance to speak. Appreciate All
1: right. it. Have a great week, guys.